And a very good Friday morning, afternoon, evening to you. Joe Beningo, the Yoda Pain Podcast. It is Friday. It is April 21st. It is 2023. And the Joe Beningo, the Pain Podcast brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company. I need a discount tire. And of course, our good friends at DraftKings. Before we get into all the sports, the big Ranger win, the Mets, everything, the Knicks in the playoffs. Got to start. Terrific day yesterday with the great John Jastrzemski. And uh, my buddy Kenny Scarbaggio, we played 18 holes up at Blue Hill. Terrific day. Beautiful day. Everybody played well. My wife recorded her second birdie of the year. That's on uh, on Twitter right now if you want to check it out. Uh, She's got two. I have none so far this year. But I did play well. I did have four pars played well. JJ really improved his, really, really improved his game. Kenny played well as as well. And uh, we had a great day. So I wanted to say that. Uh, great day yesterday at Blue Hill. All right. We got to start. Got to start with the Rangers. The Ra- let, Let's be honest. The Rangers win again last night, 5-1 in game two in Newark against the Devils. They lead the series two games to none. They are kicking the Devils' ass right now. I mean, let's be honest with it. They've outscored them 10-2. Remember, the, first, the, only, the, goal, the only goal in the first game was that Penalty shot by Jack Hughes late in the game with about two and a half minutes to go after the Rangers already had a 4 nothing lead. And yesterday, the Devils took a one nothing lead in the first period, but you didn't feel terrible if you're a Ranger fan because the Rangers were playing well. And then they really dominated, took control of the game in the second period. They scored three goals, two more power play, two more power play goals by the great Chris Kreider, who really... Uh, is really start is really starting to uh, make that run to go uh, have number twenty go up in the rafters when all is said and done. He scored four goals all on the power play so far in this series. He's now the all time Ranger leader for goals in the history of the playoffs. Uh, he went by Roger Bear with the two he had in Game One. He's got thirty eight now uh, all time. He's also the all time Ranger leader for uh, power play goals in the playoffs. Uh, he is having a phenomenal, phenomenal playoff run. There's no doubt about it. And the Rangers are doing it every which way. They're killing the Islanders. I call them the Islanders. They're killing the Devils on a power play. They're killing the Devils on a penalty kill. I know the, the Devils did score their one goal they got last night on the power play. Very late, about two seconds left in that first power play when they took that one nothing lead. But it has been all Rangers. Uh, they are playing terrific defensively, especially in front of the net uh, of uh, Igor Shostakhin, who's played great. But really, last night, he was tremendous in game one where he kind of stood on his head for a while when the Devils made a big run in the second period to try to get back in the game in game one. Last night, he only gave up that one goal, but he didn't have to be great because the Rangers so dominated. Like I said, the defense has been unbelievable. You know, Mika Zibanejad hasn't scored a goal so far in the first two games. But he's been unbelievable, especially on the penalty kill, especially defensively. We talked about what Kreider's doing. How about Adam Fox, who already has six assists in the first two games of this series? He's been tremendous. Uh, Jacob Trubas played great. The uh, Keandre Miller, Ryan Lindgren. We go right on down the line. Um, the kid line has been outstanding. Capo Caco uh, got his first first goal in the playoffs last night. How about Vladimir Tereshenko? How about the two new guys, Tereshenko and Patrick Kane? Tereshenko scored the first goal to break the ice in game one. 
He scored the first goal for the Rangers last night that tied the, uh, tied the game in game two at one and one. Uh, uh, he's been outstanding. Patrick Kane, I thought last night, had his best game as a Ranger so far. He had two assists. He scored a goal. How about that beautiful goal where he stole the puck uh, in the uh, devil's zone, uh, actually in the Rangers zone right in front of Shesterkin from one of the devils, went coast to coast. He had Kreider on, on the right side on a two-on-one breakaway and went all the way down to the net with a beautiful backhander uh, uh, to beat the, uh, the uh, devil goalie, Vanisek, Varisek, whatever his name is. He's not very good. And uh, the Rangers took at that point a four-to-one lead. Patrick Kane had his best, best uh, game as a Ranger last night. I thought he was the number one star, like I said, a goal and two assists. The Rangers hitting on every cylinder right now. Every cylinder you could possibly hit on. You know, Barkley Goodrow's been terrific. The Rangers are blocking shots. They had 23 block shots in game one of this series. It's like the old days when Tortorella was the uh, head coach. And the Rangers, all they wanted to do was block shots and try to win every game two to one. But that's not this team. They got a ton of firepower. Uh, I mean, right now you're a Ranger fan. You're thrilled. I mean, they have dominated the Devils in the first two games. Jack Hughes has been a non-factor. I know he scored on that penalty shot in game one, but, like, the game was already over when that happened. He had one breakaway late in the game. Kreider gave the puck away with the Rangers already winning 5-1 to one in the last minute or so, and Chesterkin made the save on that, too. Jack Hughes is – you didn't even know he's on the ice most of the time in these first two games. That's how much the Rangers have, you know, defensively have nullified, uh, you know, Hughes so far in this series. Unbelievable. You're a Ranger fan. You're delirious right now. And let's be honest, and I've talked about this endlessly. If the Rangers are going to win a Stanley Cup, they have got to start, you know, taking care of business without these blood and guts seven-game series in the early rounds of the playoffs. They went seven last year against Pittsburgh. Remember, they were down 3-1 to Pittsburgh and came back and won it in seven. They went uh, toe-to-toe with a brutal seven-game series that they eventually won. Winning game series on uh, game seven on the road against Carolina last year before finally running out of gas and losing in the conference finals to the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Well, they need to sweep this series. They're up 2 and 0. They're coming back to the Garden for games three and four. They need to sweep the Devils and move on. That's what they need to do. And wait to see what happens between the Islanders and the, uh, the Hurricanes. The Islanders down 2 0 so far in the series. They will play game. Uh, three tonight in on the island as the Islanders will try to get back into this series against Carolina. The Rangers, whoever wins the Devil Rangers series, will play the winner of that series in the next round. But that's what the Rangers have to do. They have to sweep this series, and they got to make easy work out of the first two rounds of the playoffs uh, to get ready for the conference finals and hopefully the Stanley Cup finals. That's what they need to do. Remember, when they won the Cup now 29 years ago in 1994, they swept the Islanders in the first round of the playoffs. They beat the Capitals in five in the second round before having to deal with those two, you know, uh, brutal, you know, seven-game series against the Devils in the conference finals and then against Vancouver when they finally went or won the Cup. So uh, that's what the Rangers need to do. But they are playing tremendous, tremendous hockey right now. And they have just totally, completely outclassed the Jersey Devils in the first two games of this series, winning both of them on the road at the Rock. You got to be, 
You're a Ranger fan right now. You got to just be thrilled with what you're seeing. Because they are, like I said, they are hitting on every cylinder right now. If I have one criticism, and it's a lot to criticize anything the Rangers have done in these first two games. <clears throat> if I have one criticism, my criticism would be this. And that is that uh, Temi Panarin, as good as he is, he's got to shoot the puck more. I mean, you know, we saw uh, an instance in game one where he had a, he should have shot it. He didn't. We saw an instance, I thought, last night in a similar situation where he had a shot and he didn't. He wound up making a pass. And I know he's an unselfish player. No doubt. You love what you've seen from him so far. But the bottom line is this. He needs to shoot the puck more. But right now, the Rangers are dominant in every way. They're dominant in special teams. They're dominant in five and five. They got far, the far better goalie with Shesterkin. And uh, they should, they should uh, take care of this series now in short order. And like I said, that's really what they need to do. They need to sweep the Devils and get ready uh, for round two against either the Islanders or the Carolina Hurricanes. So the Rangers get it done last night. Uh, again, back-to-back 5-1 victories over the Devils. And as I said, they are kicking the Devils' ass. And they are really, really outclassing uh, New Jersey right now. So they lead two games to none. Game three tomorrow night. Uh, at the Garden, it's an eight o'clock start. It's on ABC. Can, can you, can somebody tell me this? Okay, the MSG crew, you know Sam Rosen and Joe Micheletti, who you know you want that you're a Ranger fan. You want to see the game with those guys doing the game. I mean, let's be honest about it. They only get to do the first round as it is on MSG before you know they give it to the TBS or TNT or ESPN or whoever whoever hell um, whoever the hell is doing these games. All right. So do we have to lose a game with Joe and Sam for national TV for ABC tomorrow night? Look, it's all well and good that ABC is doing the game, but shouldn't MSG still get to do it? I mean, tonight, game three of the Knicks and the Cavaliers at the Garden tonight, 8.30 start. It's on It's on uh, ESPN. It's on, uh, I believe it's on TBS as well. I think so. And it's also on MSG. Why can't the, uh, the hockey do the same thing? I want to see Sam and Joe. I'm only getting them for one round anyway. Can I see them in every damn game in the first round? I, it's unbelievable. I hate it. I hate that they do that. They should have. Look, <clears throat> you want it on the national network. <clears throat> I get it. All right? But if you live in New York and you're a Ranger fan or you live in a metropolitan area and, you live in, and you're a Ranger fan, I want to see my guys do the game. They should be doing every goddamn series. I mean, that really ticks me off. I want Sam and Joe. And we're getting shortchanged that they can't do the game tomorrow night, even though it's also on ABC. Give me a break. But uh, game three at what should be a crazy Madison Square Garden tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, as the Rangers try to go up 3-0 in the first-round series against the hated New Jersey Devils. Okay, as far as let, – let's move on now. We'll move on to the basketball now. Game three tonight at the Garden. Knicks and Cavs, the series is tied at 1-1. The Knicks did what they had to do in game one. Very tough game one win, led by uh, Jalen Brunson, who was terrific in that game. Uh, you know, obviously, you got a solid game from Julius Randle in game one as well. Knicks killed, killed Cleveland on the boards in that game. Uh, got really not uh, The only guy who did anything in game one was Donovan Mitchell. But game two was a different story. Knicks got killed in game two. Uh, Darius Garland had a big game in game two, scored 32 points. Knicks really couldn't stop him. Knicks were never in game two. I mean, they were behind seemingly by 20 points for the entire night. 
I forget what the final score was, but they lost by like 20 plus, whatever it was, or 17. Like I said, the final score probably doesn't even do justice to how badly they got beat up. But the bottom line is the Knicks did what they had to do in game two. I mean, in, in uh, Cleveland in the first in the first two games, they got the split. Now they come back to the garden. They've stolen the home court advantage. Now they need to take care of business. I think they're going to win this series in six. I really do. That was my prediction. I think they're a better team. I think they're a deeper team. Uh, you know, we'll see how it plays out tonight. The Garden will be rocking. Again, this game isn't starting to 830 because, as I mentioned earlier, we got to put it on all these national TV net. We got to put it on all, you know, national network game. Why the hell don't start the game in New York till, at 10 o'clock? Why the hell not? <laughs> Couldn't they play this game at 7 o'clock tonight, 730? It's a joke. It's a joke, you know? Uh, it really is, but at least it's on MSG. At least you're getting Breen and Clyde tonight uh, doing the game as well. So at least you got to be happy about that, even though it's on all these other national uh, networks. But we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, really need to see R.J. Barrett step up and play a lot better than he's playing so far. Uh, need to get a little more from Emmanuel quickly, who's been very quiet in the first two games of this playoff series so far. Uh, need to get the same kind of great production of Jalen Brunson. The great production they've got, I forgot to mention how good Josh Hart uh, was in game one, 17 points, eight rebounds in that game. He was terrific. Hit that big three, really the biggest shot of the game uh, to uh, give the Knicks a lead for good after Cleveland had come all the way back and taken a one-point lead in game one. So need the production. Remember, Hart got banged up. There was question whether or not he's going to play in game in game two, but he did play in game two. It really didn't matter as the Knicks got their ass handed to him anyway. But uh, we'll see. But I, I really think the Knicks are the deeper team. They got to get back to rebounding like they did in game one. You know, Mitchell Robinson, Isaiah Hartenstein, you know, getting those big offensive rebounds. Remember, <clears throat> Julius Randle had that monster offensive rebound in the closing seconds of game one that uh, really set up the two free throws that sealed it by Quentin Grimes. So we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, game three at Madison Square Garden should be crazy with the series tied at one game a piece, 8.30 tonight. And again, if you're a Nick fan, you're going to want to see it on MSG with Breen and the great, uh, the incomparable uh, Walt Clyde Frazier. As far as the other side of, the, of town is, is concerned, you know, I feel bad for the for the Brooklyn Nets. They lost last night. They're down 3-0 now to Philadelphia. But somebody's got to tell me this, okay? Early in the game, coming down from a, a, a making a basket and all, Nick Claxton comes down. He kind of gets pulled down by Joel Embiid, who Claxton kind of steps over Embiid. But Embiid, while he's lying on the ground, basically, you know, kicks Claxton in the family jewels. What the hell is that? And they don't throw him out of the game. How is Embiid not thrown out of the game for that? I mean, you got to be kidding. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Claxton, I know Claxton kind of walks over Embiid. I get it. But then Embiid basically sticks his foot, like I said, <coughs> right in the family jewels of Nick Claxton <clears throat> as I'm coughing here. I, mean, I hate when I got to Doesn't coughing make you nuts? <laughs> Especially when there's no reason that you should be. You know, you're sitting here talking and you're freaking coughing. I hate it. <coughs> I'm coughing up a lung. I'm trying to freaking do the show. It's very, very painful. It's so aggravating. My wife's going, let me sorry about. 
It's so goddamn aggravating. Ugh. Just as aggravating as Joel Embiid not getting thrown out of the game last night. I feel terrible for my old partner, the great Evan Roberts and his Nets. Because no franchise has been hosed more than they were. I mean, real. let's be honest. They get screwed by Kyrie Irving. They get screwed by Kevin Durant. They get screwed by James Harden. All these, these class. How about Ben Simmons? I mean, this guy. Is this guy ever going to play basketball again? Ben Simmons, what a disgrace. How the hell does he sleep at night? With the God, what's he making? About $20 million a year? And he never plays. How do I get that job? <laughs> what a disgrace. Oh, man. You, you got to tell me, seriously. And I'm not a fan of Brooklyn. And I give great credit to Jock Vaughn, who's done a great job. You know, uh, they did a great job. You know, uh, uh, the guys they got, Mikhail Bridges, the return of Spencer Dinwiddie and all that. They did a great job just getting into the playoffs, avoiding the play-in, and getting that sixth seed after all the insanity and all the turmoil that they faced with Durant and Irving and all this year, right? Ben Simmons never freaking playing, okay? How does Sean Marks still have a job? I mean, can you tell me that? They got they got rid of Nash. What an upgrade with Jock Vaughn now as the head coach. Tell me how Sean Marks has still got a goddamn job with the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, my God. What a disgrace. What a disgrace. But I feel bad for Evan. <clears throat> I really do. But, you know, and it looks like they're on the verge of getting swept now. Maybe they can get one game in Brooklyn before they go back to Philadelphia and wind up losing in five. But you know what? What a joke. Joel Embiid should have got thrown out of the game last night. I mean, that's that's just the bottom line. All right. Beningo, the Oda Payne podcast, Friday, April 21st. Let's get our uh, <clears throat> sponsors in here. Everybody knows about the Hackensack Brewing Company, right? You know, uh, located 10 minutes off the GW Bridge, right off Route 4 in Hackensack. Who needs a house out in Hackensack's Fairmont neighborhood? You know the deal. The tap room's open 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 on Sunday. Check it out. 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack. When you're there, make sure you try my Oda Payne beer with the new baseball packaging and the Met colors now for the baseball season. By the way, how about the Mets? Oh, my God. They are rolling right now. We'll get to them in a minute. <clears throat> but check it out. Go see Mike Jones, the great Mike Jones, TJ, Herb, Andre, everybody over at the Hackensack Brewing Company. We'll let you know probably sometime next month. We'll let you know when our next uh, live podcast will be coming from the Hackensack Brewing Company. But go check it out and tell them Beningo sent you. Of course, they need a discount tire in beautiful Rivervale, New Jersey. Go see Johnny. Go see his boss, Harry. They do a tremendous job. You need tires, you need any work done on your car, that's the place to go. Tell them Beningo sent you as well. Anita Discount Tire, uh, Westwood Avenue, Rivervale, New Jersey. They do a great job over there. And uh, like I said, see Johnny, see Ari, and tell them I sent you as well. And then last but not least, our buddies at DraftKings. So much to bet on these days. The Stanley Cup playoffs. How about the Bruins getting beat? Badly in game two by Florida, six to three. How about that? I'm telling you, the tied at 1-1 now going back to Florida in that series, right? Remember Florida, I didn't realize this. Florida beat Boston twice during the year. Florida and Ottawa were the only two teams to beat the Bruins twice during the regular season. And I'm telling you right now, Boston will not win the Stanley Cup. They're tied at 1-1. I'm not saying they're going to lose this series to Florida, but they're tied at 1-1. Keep an eye on that series. They got their ass handed to them in game two in Boston uh, by the uh, Panthers. But nevertheless, 
Uh, you want to bet on the Stanley Cup playoffs? You want to bet on the NBA playoffs? You want to bet on the golf? You want to bet whatever, you know, I got the uh, PGA coming up in May, whatever you want to bet on. You got the, uh, what is it, the one in New Orleans that's going on right now. Uh, what do they call that one again? I can't think of it now. But anyway, whatever it is right now, it's got the the, the team play. I got Cantlay and Shoffley. I don't know what they did yesterday. I really should check that out. Maybe my wife can check out what's going on. Zurich, that's what it's called, the Zurich uh, uh, tournament or whatever, but it is, and it's in uh, New Orleans. So keep an eye on that, but they do like two, two-man two teams in that tournament. And his Hostler and Clark. Hostler and Bo Hostler and, and Clark. Who's that, Darren Clark? I guess. And, and uh, O'Hare and Matthews both are tied at 11-under. 11-under? 11 11 under? Yeah. Where's Shoffley and, uh, and Cantlay? Are there anybody to be found? They won last last year. Anyway, you can bet on that with any of the golf, the baseball, whatever you want to bet on. You can bet on who's going to be the first pick in the draft by the Carolina Panthers coming up on Thursday when the draft goes into Kansas City this year to draft. I believe that's where it is. Uh, that's that's coming up Thursday. And by the way, Aaron Rodgers is still not on the Jets. Okay, if anybody was paying attention, he's still not here, and the draft is four days away. But whatever. Where are they? Nowhere to be found? Under. Okay, so that's good. So what are they? Six. The projected cut right now is seven under. Really? That's the projected cut right is now. seven under, and 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 Shoffley and Cantlay are only five under. All right. Well, they got to see what they can do today. They're, they're six shots back. They won last year. I picked them so in my my golf pool. So I put the kiss of death on <laughs> on Shoffley and Cantlay. But whatever you're gonna. I mean, what's new? Anyway. But whatever you want to bet on, DraftKings is the way to go. Uh, no doubt about it. And we thank them again for uh, re-upping with us for the upcoming uh, football season. And we do have the draft coming up in a couple days on Thursday. The Jets will pick 13th in the first round. Maybe they wind up with this wide receiver from Ohio State, who I loved. I thought he was better than Wilson and Olave, and that's uh, uh, Jackson Smith Adigba. I thought he was tremendous. Remember, he didn't play last year, but I thought of those three guys two years ago, right? And, of course, Olave and Wilson turned out and had great rookie seasons in the NFL. Of course, Garrett Wilson with our team, and of course, Olave with the Saints. I thought a, a Jackson Adigba was better than anybody. So we'll see. We'll see what the what the Jets do. Offensive linemen. It doesn't look like the Rodgers deal is getting done before the draft. So it looks like the Jets are going to have, you know, the 13th pick in the first round and those two second round picks, 42 and 43. They got that extra second round pick courtesy of the Elijah Moore trade with the Cleveland Browns. But the NFL draft coming up. On Thursday, obviously, I'll be locked into that. And uh, still, don't hold your breath for Rodgers. Wake me up when he's finally on the freaking team. Nevertheless. All right, let's get back to the Mets. How about the Mets? They beat the Giants last night, 9-4. to Pete Alonso with his ninth home run of the year. Pete Alonso is becoming the premier home run hitter. With all due respect to Aaron Judge, he is becoming the premier home run hitter in baseball. He really is. And I'm going to say this again to... Stevie Cohen, Stevie, let's not mess around. Let's let's get this guy locked up long term as soon as freaking possible. All right, we don't need any drama when he becomes a free agent after next year. We don't need any drama like the Yankees had last year with Aaron Judge. Okay, please. Can we get Pete Alonso locked up? But the Mets are rolling, thirteen and seven on the year. They're six and one on this West Coast trip. How about that? They swept Oakland. They won two out of three in L.A. against the Dodgers. They win last night, even though Kodai Senga, again, uh, 
Had a lot of trouble in the fifth inning. The Mets were up 5 nothing. He gave up four runs in the fifth inning, two home runs in that inning. Uh, Senga's 3-0, and but, you know, he hasn't been great. And it's amazing that the Mets are doing what they're doing, considering Verlander hasn't pitched yet, considering Quintana hasn't pitched yet, considering Carrasco now went on the IL, considering Max Scherzer now has got suspended for 10 days because of his stupidity with the sticky substance in his glove or whatever, Phil Cuzzy throwing him out of the game uh, in L.A. on Wednesday. I mean, well, you got unbelievable. What a joke that is. But whatever. I guess Phil Cuzzy, the umpire, has a history of this nonsense. But the bottom line is the Mets are winning baseball games. The bullpen has been – let's be honest. And I know it's only 20 games into the season. I thought without Diaz, they were really going to be hurting in the bullpen. And look, it, it, it's probably at some point you would think going to catch up to them, Diaz not being there. But the bullpen has been terrific. This guy, Jacobonis, has pitched well. Curtis has pitched well. Robertson and Adovino have been outstanding. Um, yeah, I mean, you got to be thrilled at what you've seen from the Met bullpen so far. It's crazy. Shane Rawley has pitched well, or whatever his name is, Raleigh. The guy they got from Tampa, the lefty, he's been good. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. So we'll see. They're calling up uh, Lucchese to pitch today. He's going to pitch tonight against the Giants. He's he's going into the – he's taking over Carrasco's spot in the rotation. So they got all these problems with the starting rotation. You know, Peterson hasn't been great. McGill's been pretty good. Senga has been, ah, you know, he, he's giving you, he's having trouble. He pitches four pretty good innings, then he gets to the fifth inning and he has problems, even though he's 3-0. and And he got the win last night. But the Mets are just, it's unbelievable. You got that home run from Pete last night. You got a home run from Escobar last night, who's, you know, playing better now that Brett Beatty's up here, right? You got a home run from Jeff McNeil last night. After the, after the Giants had scored four to make it a 5-4 game, McNeil comes right back in the next inning, top of the sixth, and hits a, a home run that just missed going into McCovey-Cobe in right field. So if you're a Met fan right now, they're 13-7. and seven, You got to be thrilled. 6-1 and one on this West Coast trip. Come on. Nah, you got to be happy. I'm, I'm thrilled with what I'm seeing from this baseball team right now. And if they ever get the pitching straightened out, <clears throat> look out. I don't know when we're going to see Verland. I keep hearing, you know, beginning of May. Well, May's almost here, and we still haven't seen Verlander. But, uh, yeah, I'm very, very happy what I've seen so far out of the New York Mets. And, uh, like I said, they got to get the starting pitching straightened out. We'll see what this kid, what this guy Lucchese gives them. They should bring this guy Buto back, right? Shouldn't he be back? Jose Buto, he pitched a good game the other day. Where was it, in Oakland? He pitched damn good. I mean, why shouldn't this kid be back up pitching here in the major leagues? I don't get it. Can somebody explain that to me? I don't understand. I really don't. You, know, you got you to gotta explain to me what's going on there. But nevertheless, 13-7 and seven for the Mets. They'll play game two of their four-game series tonight against the Giants in San Francisco. How about all the ex-Mets that are on the Giants, right? Michael Conforto, Wilma Flores, J.D. Davis, they're all on the Giants. And how about this? And with all the problems... And my buddy, uh, Joey Torriello, the great Joey T, I hope things went well yesterday. We had to take care of a little business. Couldn't play golf with us, unfortunately. But but I hope everything went well with Joey yesterday. But Joey texted me, Joey texted me today and said, would you be interested? Because the Diamondbacks just released Madison Bumgartner. Now, he has not pitched well. He's got a very high ERA. But I, if I'm the Mets, I got to consider looking at this guy. I know he doesn't look like the same guy anymore, 
but I mean, you probably don't have to, you know, pay him too much at this point, right? They they basically designated for designated him the Diamondbacks for assignment. Maybe you bring him in for a look, right? Can't hurt. With the state of the starting rotation right now, I'd give him a look. Like I said, I mean, he doesn't look like the same guy anymore. He was in the Giants. Maybe all those innings he logged over all those years, all those great playoff runs he had with the Giants, maybe you've uh, finally caught up Mad- uh, caught up to Madison Bumgarner. But if I'm a I'm a, a uh, I'm the Mets, I got to think about bringing him in. I really do. I got to think about looking at Madison Bumgarner <clears throat> with the state of the Mets starting rotation right now. But you know, outside of that, I think everybody would have signed for 13 and seven over the first 20 games of the season, especially <clears throat> with this early West Coast road trip, which uh, so far the Mets have been outstanding. As I said, six and one on this trip. All right, Beningo, the Oda Payne podcast. Uh, so much sports going on. You got a great night again tonight. You got the, the uh, Knicks, as I mentioned, playing game three, 830 start at the Garden Series tied 1-1 against Cleveland. You got the Islanders tonight, game three of their series against uh, Carolina back at the uh, UBS Arena in Long Island as they will try to get themselves, you know, back into this series again. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, Islanders down two games to none after losing that very, very tough game in overtime. Uh, 4-3 to Carolina. Remember, they had the lead. They were up 3-2 late in the game. Carolina tied it up and eventually eventually won it in the OT. So uh, good sports night tonight. You got the baseball as well. Uh, the Mets play game two of their series against the Giants. What is that, a 9-40 start out in San Francisco? And as I said, Lucchese will be on the mound tonight. The Yankees coming off winning two out of three against the Angels. Uh, they will play the Toronto Blue Jays, a three-game series starting tonight at the stadium against Toronto. Everybody have a great weekend. Catch me tomorrow on the fan from 10 to 1. Uh, And, of course, we'll be doing the podcast again on Monday. Lots to cover. All the love. I am off to the golf course again. Talk to you Monday.